With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's poppin'? I'm a comedian, an actor, a rapper, a writer, and content creator. My name is Baleko Aziza Wisa, here on the Q&A with Ronnie DeRay. Yeah, all right. Yo, what up? This is Q&A, Ronnie Ray, season four. We back again. Season four, man. We halfway done with this, man. Right here is, is, is episode 11. I've had people on yeah. here. All my friends was on the show already. I had my people here. My man, Kyle Irby, was on the show. Uh, uh, Vanessa Graddick was on the show. My girl, Sherryon Carlson was on the show. My, my, my man, um, my man was Sean, Sean Riggs is on the show. Uh, uh, Christine Little was on last week. Uh, who else? Who else? Lil G was on the show. Keisha Long was on the show. And today on the show, oh, man. Me and his cat, I remember he was a pound puppy in the game, man. He just got yes, out sir. the kettle. He was brand new to it. Saw so him at the open yes, mic, man. This dude is grown. He done retired and came back twice. He Michael Jordan oh, and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's hilarious. But he's back, though. He's back again. We some championships. Stop clapping right now. Yeah. My man, Blake Oweezer, dog. Blake Oweezer. Blake yes, Oweezer. Yes. I'm, I'm clapping. I'm clapping right hey. now. Hey. Hey, Ronnie Ray, thank yeah, you no. so much, brother. Hey, Ronnie Ray, it's funny. I didn't even realize that. I did quit twice and came back. I retired twice. I'm like, I can't do this shit. But you love the game so much, you're just like, fuck it. You just got to do it, man. Fuck it, man. Yeah, That's all we it, could it, do. Go do it. Hey, Ronnie, go do a nine something. to five, bro. Do a nine to five and be nah. sitting there doing your lunch. Like, I could be writing jokes right now. Hey, let me tell you something. People, I think people that don't know this, this shit, I think it's born in you. Like, this is who you are. Oh, hell yeah. They say like shit. I mean, we can and we'll get deeper into the conversation about like what I did and when I left and stuff like that. And it's just like that is not who who I am. And I'm not saying I'm better than people that have nine to five. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like that is not in my character. It's not in my spirit. No. What's for you is what's for you, bro. Like you know, this is what you do. Like you know, when you're out of place somewhere, you gotta know that. You gotta be growing up and be like, you know, fuck it, man. This is this is not for me, man. Man, you can't. You can say it twice, man. You have no idea, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm oh no idea. I mean, like you know, but like people that are listening, are listening, man. When you're out of place, and that shit, man, you start to question your character. You start to. You don't even think you're living. Yeah, you just existing. Yeah, to be honest with you, I remember I was telling some people, like growing up in the neighborhood. Um, um I was I grew up in Chicago. Well, I'm here now. I'm back in the neighborhood. Right. But the same thing is, same time as like growing up, it was a whole lot of thugs and stuff. And we were cool, uh-huh. but I'm like, it was just some reason. Like, I don't need to be around y'all. You know, disrespect right. to them. You know what I'm saying? But they they know, right. you know, you look look at it now. It's like they've been they in jail or they, 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 you know, passed away or something over something that was nonsense. So it's like, right. yeah, so you know, I always had that gut feeling. About, I always had a good feeling about people, man. So that's why we cool, because you're a good person, man. I met you on the, on the you, day, man. I'm bringing it back person. to the podcast. Man, Um, Thank I always you, start the show off with... Do you remember how we met? Oh, because it's a great question. So I remember, I think it was either, I think it might have been my first time in comedy, like my first time 
trying to perform at a club. And I remember we met at the Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood. And I remember going up, or whatever, and I think I sat next to you, and you were just, you were always welcoming. You were always cool. You were just like, oh, man, okay, like, how long have you been doing it? I remember just saying, like, this is my first time doing comedy or whatever. So I kept coming every day. You know, and that's the thing. People don't know the grind of comedy. It's, a, it's like a bodybuilding. You got to do that shit four to five times a week at least. Yeah. You got to be up. You got to get up, especially if you only get maybe 10 minutes a night. You got to keep coming up. So I remember we just kept seeing each other, and we just kept talking. And you're like, I'm Ronnie DeRay. You know, from Chicago. <laughs> see, you know, <laughs> why y'all got me talking like that? You and Kenny on some bullshit. <laughs> Go ahead. Go. Hey, it's amazing because you, you people from Chicago, y'all either sound like y'all from like the South. I mean, cause, you know, like the Great Migration. I'm from the South, moved to Chicago, but y'all still got it. Like Ronnie Dillard. Like y'all got this. Like some of y'all got an accent. I'm just like, what's happening? But <laughs> no, like. You know what I mean? But no, you were always open and welcome and whatever. And we just, I don't know, that's how we met. We met at Ha Ha. And you were just like, I remember you were showing me your book of comics. You had like a book. You're like, this is how I got my jokes down. And I remember even at that time, I was like, this guy has over over hours of material. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, how did you, de- you know, like, how do you develop this? Like, first of all, just to get on stage, but then to have all that material. Yeah, I was pretty much, what year was that? Like, 08, 07 or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. doing it for like three years at the time. I think I was on that. I was on the urge of quitting, and then um, mm. I was like, you know what? I'm about to hit a lot of mics at once. You know, a lot of mics in a couple in a in a certain amount of days, right. and it kept me going. So that's why you saw me there. I wasn't. I was past that. You know what I mean? In a sense, like you're supposed to put yourself on levels, and I was right. supposed to be past that. But I went back to it just to get comfortable again. So I'm glad I did because right. I got a chance to meet a lot of you guys. But yeah. Yeah, I always I had always had a bunch of shit. That's a lot of shit I haven't done yet. Like from then. Right. Yeah, from it's, ten it's years amazing. ago. It's amazing, Ronnie, because when people are like people look at the success stories, like I wonder like there's so many there's so many more of those stories where people are like, No, I had to stop for a while. Whether even if it's like a month or it's like no, three weeks or like a three years, like no, I had to stop. People understand that it's the most. It's like it's the one job you could quit and nobody even knows you started. Like people don't know. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Like unless you really make it, like really make it. I'm not talking about like oh I have a couple credits because we all have credit. I right. think when you really make it, right. you know what I'm saying? People don't know, man. Like woo, you know what I mean? You're doing this show. You like it's funny because you can be like you can have like a bad three days or week, but then that eighth day you do a dope show, you kill. And these random people are coming up to you saying, like, yo, I love that Shaq joke, Ronnie Ray. I love this joke. He's just like, damn, you're so talented. He's just like, oh, wow. Like, people don't understand how much a crowd and audience member they contribute to a comic continuing. Yes. It's, um... You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Ooh, man. You know what I mean? it's, it's the grind it's, you know what I'm real, saying? Bro. It's the hardest thing no, in the world. Not... Other than ultimate boxing, no. I think it's the hardest shit in the world. Oh, what, man, one of the one one of the hardest shit. Like, you know, we all know that Dave Chappelle special was six and stones. And when he was talking about it at the end, like, I don't even know how you do it now. Just keep doing it. You know how vague that is? <laughs> Just keep doing it. And he's right, because you never know. You could be at a club, a talent scout's there, you smash, or even if you don't smash, but you have the look they're looking for, oh, okay, well, I, I need you. I can put you in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. it's like... There's so many other factors, or 
you know, the shit we're doing, you're doing with your podcast or whatever. You're building a, a fan base. And that could put you on even before stand-up. And it's like, oh, man, we love this podcast. It's like, no, he's actually a stand-up. Now you're touring. You're just saying, it's like, no, I'm really stand-up. I'm a stand-up. Talking is just like something I do. Yeah. It was like um, when Eddie, Eddie Murphy, you know what I mean? We just thought he did yeah. Saturday Night Live. He bust out with yeah. the lyrics. A lot of people are like, what is this? Like, what? And he's good? I've been doing this way before right. that. Right. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Didn't say so. Wow. so, yeah, so, like, what but. But back to you know, back to your question, yeah, we met at HaHa, man, and I can tell you, Roddy, you helped me out tremendously. Like, I remember that 08, 09 year, like, because a lot of, and I, I, it's not, I don't even think even, it's not racial, but it's like, it's casting. When older dudes, any color, any ethnicity, they see a young black dude that's kind of cool, oh, they get uncomfortable. Even just a young dude, you know, really? a young, like if you're young, and I'm not saying I'm the most handsome or the most fly dude, but if you're like, they start to cast you like, oh yeah, you could be in like the next teenage pop film. It's like, nigga, I'm just trying to get on stage. Like, right, 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 what right, are you right. mad at? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, people really got to understand like what's yours is yours and what's mine is mine. And if we work together, we actually can do something great together. But you were always like that. Like, like no, you, you cool. You, me, Keenan, you were always cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, Keenan was on season one. And he told right. me that. I didn't think that I meant that much to him. He was like, man, oh, I, mean, nah. you, I used to hang out with us all the time. Like, who is this nigga? Like, you're always with us and shit. And I'm like, no, okay, well, come I on, mean, let's go. And he just, he looking green as fuck. I wish I had pictures of that motherfucker looking green as hell. No. But, um, <laughs> but he, um, I came to his show. He said he was in that contest, and I came to the show. He like, what are right. you doing up here? Are you came to, I came to see you. You did what, man? Like, damn, I ain't believe you did that shit. Dude, we got to help each other, bro. Though. Look, Ronnie, and at 08, 09, 10, that's before, like, Instagram, the stories, and all that other stuff. People don't understand how much that means when you show support. It doesn't cost that much. And, of course, you got to pay for gas, shit like that. But you just like, no, I'm coming to see you. They don't know what that does for you. Even now, in this era, one thing I've noticed the last year and a half, I've gotten more love from sharing other niggas' stories, other comics, shows, and stuff like that. Like, like oh, you got a show, I'll share it. They're like, man. Thank you so much. I was like, yeah, it's your show. It's not to, like it's not like on the day of my show. So why wouldn't I share your show? Like, hey, come check out this show if you're free tonight. Wow. This is supposed to do. That's they build a comedy community. Yeah. We need each other. Yeah, this game is yeah, it's, it's somewhat grimy too. Niggas will stab you in your back. No. Each and every time and, they and, could. Right. And you know what's funny? The the bad part about it is it's not even comedy is grimy. You know, okay, so and we'll talk more about like where I'm from and this, that. But being foreign. One thing I've noticed, and not even being in Hollywood, because it's not L.A., like real L.A., it's not the Midwest, it's not Chicago, it's not people that are like family order, like um, structure and stuff like that. But in Hollywood, it's very individualistic. But the people that have made it, they made it through a community. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So like for me, if I'm like, like Keenan has a show, a bonfire show. So if you're ever in L.A., last Monday of the month, y'all should go. It's a dope show. Very good theme, good intimate. It's a great show. It's only five bucks, right? And I'm just like, it's on a Wednesday. I can't go. I'll text Keenan, hey, give me the flyer so I can repost it on my page. Then I repost it. That took three seconds, maybe four, because I had to write his name and tag him in. Right. Like, you feel it? Like, like, it doesn't even take long. And it's a good show. That's good. You, like, what? Yeah. It doesn't even take, like, it doesn't even take long. Like, that's this. This this um, doggy dog eat world or whatever. Really, you know, like I, let me tell you something. Isolation is death, man. You can't be alone, like successful. 
that, that she's not that she's throughout the history of man. When has that worked? Wow, good quote, Dom. You're I like saying, that quote. Like, isolation is death. <laughs> isolation is death. Think about it. You do, right when you see a dude at the top, and it's like people are coming for me. Yeah, because you didn't bring nobody else up. So at the top, you're alone. You're an easier target. <laughs> you said. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, True, like let's look. You know what I'm not to be all philosophical, but look at look at Kevin Hart. He's helping out people. Look at Eddie Murphy. People he's helped. Out. Look at Seinfeld. The people he's helped out. Look at Adam Sandler. The people he's helped out. Those are him helping out. Adam Sandler helping out Rob Snyder. That's probably helped out 15 people. His family, his wife, his Rob Snyder's kids go to a good school. People are not in debt. You like you feel what I'm saying? Niggas have economic opportunities. No, I'm not going to share that nigga's show. Okay, when in five years, when that nigga's on um, BET Got Next, he's going to remember that. You know, yep. treat him like shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what? Like, it's, it's one thing. Let's say if you don't respect the guy's comedy, like he's not good. You still got to be professional. This is still, and the one thing, Ryan Ray, people don't understand, even the way you opened up to us when you were always cool with us, you were always professional. So you treated it like a profession. You're like, I'm a comedian. These, a lot of these dudes treat it like I just do this. I do this after I get off work. It's a game. You gotta play the game, man. I walk into a club. How you doing? People that I don't even think they're good at comedy yet, or I don't like their comedy, and comedy's subjective. After they get off stage, they're like, hey, man, that was good, man. Just keep working. Pass, shake their pound, keep going. I mean, that dude's nice. Blake was nice. Blake was nice. Now they're thinking of me. We gotta play the game. You don't run a club. Who are you? Wow. You <laughs> like Ronnie Ray? You know what I'm saying? Wow. Who are you? All right, man. Okay, hold on. All right, all right. It's Q and A, Ronnie Ray, man. Blake O. went on a on a damn bitch. I just said well, no, how we no. meet. This motherfucker, like yeah, it's no, a community, no, but, motherfucker. <laughs> no, but Ronnie Ray. But look, Ronnie Ray, you went back to you're back in Chicago, and I see you have a show. At, I think it's at the last after you have all these other shows, right? So you don't even realize because for us as comics, the stage is our herald. We need a fix. You're just saying, like, man, I need to get 10 minutes in. Look at how many comics you're giving stage conscious. Look how grateful they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I you know what I'm saying? It's a nice majority you know that are. I'll say that. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? They're like, man, Ronnie gave me 10 minutes. Like, so I run a mic on Fridays, all right, ever. You got to pay five, because I own a real cool lady. It's in Inglewood. She's like, they got to pay $5. Because, you know, we got to pay for the, for the place. And uh, she's like, you got to give them at least six minutes. There was, I worked out something with the owner. I'm like, well, because we started out, last Friday was our first Friday. I said, uh, if nobody's here, can I give the comics more time? She said, sure. I walked up to a comic that was like, okay, I'm going to do my six minutes. Before she got up, I said, do you mind if you, you want to do 10? You work out some more shit? Her eyes lit up. She said, you're giving me 10 minutes in LA? I said, yeah. There's a little crowd here. We got uh, the people in the cafe want to watch. You know, give you an extra five minutes work. That's helping the community. Comedy community. You, you, you get what I'm saying? I like, got it. Oh, man. you're getting it. You know what I'm saying? Like, not you, but you know, people that are listening. These, I'm just saying, these people, man, they don't understand, man. Man, you gotta help the community. Yeah, you're passionate about it, man. You're passionate. I always dig that. Yeah. All right, we gotta continue the show. We only have an hour. Sorry, man. <laughs> I like Sorry, it. Man. I like it, man. Well, you hang on the phone and continue this conversation, goddammit. <laughs> 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 they can't say nothing about you, but your passion is here right now. Uh, right. my man, Blake O. On the line, man. Give me the upbringing. You said that was kind of, kind of um, unusual. You said from you went lived here and you got, you got. First of all, the name, 
Break down your name for the people. All right, so my full name is Baleko Aziza Jean-Jacques Bill Wiesa Jr. That's my full name, right? No, you so, went by John Jack when I met you. Yeah, yeah, you see, and that's funny because you remember, I met you in 08, right? Yeah. So remember, mm-hmm. Barack was running for office, but I always knew Barack, you know, sunny Chicago, Illinois, he was always known as Barry. Right. But then when Barack got higher up in politics, he was like, no, I'm going to use my real name. So I was just like, I'm not going to use my French name. I'm going to use my real name. So it's kind of weird. When I saw Barack work for office, and I was like, oh, he won. I'm going to use my real name, too. So when I started, I was using Jean Jacques because I didn't have as much confidence in my name. Jean Jacques was cool. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's the French. It's that French shit. And I'm not knocking France, but it's just like, you know, that's like, you know, I'm fortunate. I still have connections back home. Like, you got to be proud of who you are. Like, I, funny, there's only, like, two people that call me Jean Jacques my whole life. So when I got in the comment, like I'm gonna be Jean Shaq, I was like, you know, you know, I try to look for a gimmick. I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna be like, remember Jamie Foxx? He changed his name, but it made sense for him to get up. But Jean Jack, like, I was just doing it just to be like, no, my name, Blake, or not. You gotta be proud of who you are, man. So right. yeah, whole okay, thing. okay, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Okay, the back, the background. Yeah. You're, where, where are you from? Background. How did you get to LA? Okay, so. My family's from Democratic Republic of Congo. That's in Central Africa. It used to be called Zaire. So that's where George Foreman and Muhammad Ali fought. Okay. Ali yeah, Boumaye. Uh, yeah, Ali, Ali Boumaye. Ali Killer. Right? And um, my father moved here in 77. My mom moved here, met him out here in 84. And then they had me in 85. But I was born and raised in L.A. But, I mean, I don't have an accent, but I still, like, speak and write, like, like two of the languages, um, Lingala and um, Kikongo, but um, so yeah, so like I I mean, I've been out here my whole life, but then like, of course I went away to school like in Virginia and stuff like that and um, came back here, I finished my undergrad, started to do stand-up in 08 got real depressed, did stand-up for about four years got depressed, went back to school, got two masters, after I got the masters while I was in grad school I did two masters back-to-back was still writing jokes, got depressed. Not depressed, but I was like, this isn't me. Like, I was working in a lab, a science lab, and I was just like, this isn't who I am. Like, even when I defended my thesis, Ronnie, I was doing stand-up. Like, my mentor was like, you had the best thesis defense. You weren't afraid of talking. Like, I was seeing the other classmates, other scientists that were afraid of talking in front of an audience. I was like, oh, this is a layup. And I'd be like, I was like, not only is it a layup, you have a projector. It's a PowerPoint. You just be like, can you picture me did stand up with a PowerPoint? <laughs> Yo, you, just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was telling my class, I said, this is easy. Then, like, Blake, oh, there's like 400 people here. I was like, this is cake. You have a PowerPoint. And you get to hide behind the desk. But they didn't. But see, nobody on campus knew my background. So even in class, I would sit in back of the classroom writing jokes. They'd be like, why are you sitting in the back? I said, I don't like people uh, sitting behind me. No. Everything I'm doing now, I was writing then. I would be like, oh, I'm in, I'm in medical genetics. The teacher would be talking about, all right, I get what she's talking about. Oh, let me write Huey Helms. Ooh, let's write, um, I got this character for Keenan we can work on. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because I always knew, like, it's something within you. I said, if the opportunity comes, that I'll fix it. Because you got to be ready. You got to have a lot of confidence in this. We get rejected all the time. All the time. Even when you have a good set, you get rejected. You can have a great show. One person can be like, you can feel, like, it's the energy. You can feel like, oh, wow, this person didn't like my jokes. I crushed. But you're rejected all the time. You have to be tough. 
mentally tough. Yeah, yes, it, it requires tough skin. You cannot, tough. You cannot right. care. You have to get to the point where you don't care. Like don't I'm gonna say what care. I'm gonna say. I'm I'm a I put the hours in. If you don't laugh, it's your fault. You got to damn near be super arrogant. You know what I mean? No, right. The people who bomb no. are the people who are insecure about their shit. Like, you can bomb. I can see you having a bad show. But to bomb and damn near quit, you didn't do something right. Right. And, you know, and Ronald, you know what it is, too? With you, I like how you said that because you, you, the more and more you do it, the hours you put in, you start to hold, be more responsible for your, your performance. Even when you have a good show, there's always like, oh, I didn't say this right. I didn't do this character right. right. Oh, I forgot this tag. You know what I'm saying? Or they didn't laugh at this point. Oh, let me review the tape. Oh, I didn't give them the same energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, once, the, but that comes with like training and hours where it's like, no, the crowd sucks. I was like, no, you didn't give them something. Yeah. Because if people pay money to see you perform, they want to laugh. Yeah. I'm so fucking, <laughs> also goddamn arrogant with this shit now. Like, I go up with no jokes. When I, when I host a show, I go up when I go up with probably one thing, and I might not get a chance to say it. Right. Ooh, wow. And I, I like I go in, I make it happen from there because I have an improv background. That's what I did first. So mm-hmm. I haven't done improv in years. So like this is my improv uh, time right now. So if it works out, it's like damn. Or when I, I I don't know how to transition. That's my biggest problem right now. It's hard for me to transition from um, crowd work to material. So right. when I do go out to do material and I get derailed and I have to go to the crowd work to shut somebody up or whatever, and the crowd work right. is better than the material, I get upset. So I got a partner I do a show with every month, my man Mitch out in Aurora, and uh, he be like shaking his head like, man, you killing that shit. Like, man, like, no, nah, I ain't get a chance to do this bit. Man, what are you talking about? Like, dude, you don't understand. It's not. <laughs> right. I'm trying to impress me. I don't care. In a sense, you don't care about them. You, right. You, you make you make sure you do what you have to do. And when they if they laugh, that's a plus. But if you do what you need to do, they should right. do what they need to do. They should laugh. Especially right. if you, if you, you understand the is? game. Yeah, you understand the game. You should. They should be laughing. And you know what it is, too, Ronnie, with you doing that, you're, when you don't care, you don't mind being vulnerable. Right. People feed off that. People feed off, oh, man, that dude's being real. And, and it's funny, isn't it funny, Ronnie Ray? In every art form, any art form, from rap, singing, songwriting, comedy, improv, acting, when you're real and it's vulnerable, people will fuck with it. It's a universal like tactic in any art form: music, stand-up, acting. I'm gonna be real, because you can tell we all can tell when, uh, when somebody's faking it. So he doesn't even mean that. What is he talking about? People feel it. Yeah. Um... The, the thing about that, what made me start doing that, like doing the crowd work mm-hmm. first, is because I, I watch a lot of comedy. You, you know, you see me at the clubs. I probably was just sit in the back and you want to go up. No, I'm cool. Right. I just watch, and I'm watching right. and people going to the act. Especially if I've seen you more than enough times, I know your jokes, and I'm like, you're doing it the same way every time. I'm like, that's boring right. to me sometimes. It's boring mm-hmm. to me sometimes. I mean, I have to write a new ten minutes every week. And put it up to stay happy. You know what I mean? Or mix stuff up. Right. I can't do the same act for seven years. It drives me up the wall. So I'm like, to and make you, it fun, I gotta, I gotta kind of make something up and then lead into the joke. Especially if it's just a mic or the small showcase. 
I'm just going to go up there and just make it the norm. So when it comes across like I'm just talking, and people, when they do it, people, when they do it that way, sometimes it comes across like they're reading. Nobody wants to see you read. They want to see you perform. Hey, man, Ronnie, and let me tell you something. This past year and a half running, the Friday Friday mic, we used to have it on Tuesdays, having that mic, and run a monthly show at Westside. And let me tell you something. That type of attitude of like, I, like even when I have the same materials, like I'm going to work on this, I'm going to do it from this perspective. I'm going to do it at this tone. It challenges yourself to be more comfortable with yourself. Because like you said, like sometimes like when you watch really dope comments, I'm like, I don't even think he's acting. I think that's just him. That's right. when you're like, yo, that's real. That's really dope. He's just being himself. Right. Well, like you know um, but Chris he, Rock, Chris Rock is the only one I kind of get a pass to because he studies the hell out of his act. His act is yeah. straight to the point. He goes he goes through it regardless. Something can happen in the audience. He will still do the joke the same way. Dave Chappelle right, right, right. is so lax. You think he's making it up, and that's what you want them to do. That's what I want them yeah. to do. Each his own with that, but it's like I want them to think like I'm just making that up now, and I want you to believe, believe me. I got a joke in my act saying I'm ready to quit comedy, and I go through this whole thing, and then after the show last week, <laughs> three people were like, oh, don't quit. You gonna quit for real? Don't quit. I'm like, I was a joke, man. And then, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have a joke on all the quick comedy on stage. That's hilarious. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Somebody told me don't do that. You skid old. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about them. Like <laughs> they gonna hear my story regardless. <laughs> I'm not here to please nobody but myself. Hey man, and that's the, that's the thing. When you get to that level, because comedy is like any other art form, like. It's like, you know, I like to compare it to, like, sports. Like, you know, when you're, like, 30 years old, you play in the NBA or NFL, you got to get it in because you don't have that in it. One step, that Achilles is done. But in, in comedy, you can literally do this till you die. You Like, as long as you can talk and stay, like, not even stand, you can sit and do stand-up. As long as you can talk and hold the mic. Yeah. Yeah. You can always do it. That's why it's, like, for us, like, you like literally just keep doing it because why you're going to find something you're going to get better challenge yourself like i see ali wong at Westside. she'll do her material she'll come in like every week she'll do her material differently i'm like oh she did this joke differently and i was like well that's really smart one time she did a joke that had high energy the week before but she did it low energy the following week and i was like i wonder what you're doing so when she left i asked her so what are you trying to do she's like i want to see if the wording I want to get my bad habits out. Like, for example, I always say like a lot. So she was like, I'm trying to get that, that bad um, um, tactic of me leaning on those bad uh, words that I say. Like, or, uh, crazy, right? You don't understand those little, I'm like, wow, that's really smart. But yeah. that, you, you try to challenge yourself. Be like, hey, how can I make this better? It's really just making you just try to be comfortable with yourself. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you didn't know, man. This is um Q and A, Ronnie Reagan. We phone my man Blake. Oh, we haven't even. Yes, we just talking. We catching up with each other. Like, <laughs> like what is this? Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Uh, open mic days and all this and that. We making it happen, man. Uh, right. so what? What made you? What inspired you to do comedy, though? Uh, you done said twice. Like I went to the ha ha and did it, and I met you at the ha. But what made you say, you know what? I gotta do this. I think. You know, I'm not just philosophical, more philosophical, but you know what I say? It's like in you. And I just remember, okay, so before I performed at the Haha, three years prior to that, so like in 06, like 06, 05, 
before I was going away to school, the, my friends took me to the hot cafe to see a comedy show. They're like, hey, I got I got tickets to a show. Like, let's go watch this comedy show. I was like, all right. So watching these comics perform, I was like, this is really cool. This is great. And I remember I was wearing this Bill Cosby sweater or whatever. Or let, me, let me say Bill Cosby. Um, um, uh, Dr. Huxtable sweater. <laughs> say it, right? You can say it. I and, watch comedy um, show every day, though. Go ahead. Right, right, right. We get the show banned. <laughs> So we don't say his name, but um, you know, and there was this comic on stage, and he said, "You with the sweater, come on, come here on stage, right?" So we had him on stage, and we did. He made me do a sketch with him, and I ended up being funnier than him. And I was just oh, like, wow. as a, and you know, you know, the arrogance of like, oh, well, I'm funnier than this guy, I can do it, or whatever, right? And I was real comfortable. And after the show, he was like, "Hey, man, you were real funny." I said, "Oh, man, I appreciate it." Years passed, and I remember when I was in Virginia. Oh, that's where I went to school, and I was just like. And I think I kind of want to do this because I kept, you know, when you're in the dorm room, you kept watching Comic View, and I just, I'm, I just kept watching Dave Chappelle's stand up. And when he did Killing Me Softly, and he wore that Muhammad Ali shirt, and it said Zaire, and that's, you know, the name of um, Congo before um, we got our, um, no, before we got changed our name again in 1997, I was just like, I started doing research on Dave Chappelle and then his mom, like, speaks Lingala and she, like, visited Congo and I just like Dave's, like, cadence and I was like, and I always loved Eddie and Martin. So I was just like, hey, man, I think this is something I want to do because I was in school and I just, you know, you're 20 years old, you're just like, I'm not really happy, what am I going to do? I want to do something fun, you know what I mean? So he's the, those three, him and, and Santo, too. I was like, but it was more so like Dave because I felt more personal, like, I, I, I can be him. I saw more of myself in him at twenty. Wow, man! Yeah, that was um that was, that 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 special was 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 called on um, for what is worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, so for what is worth, was, yeah, for what is worth, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Killing softly was the first one. Yeah, yeah. For what is worth, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, one of my favorite it. ones. They never mentioned it. All these specials he done dropped. Nobody mentions the HBO half hour one. Yeah, yeah. You you know what's funny? No, they don't. That's the one that we came out with in like ninety eight. Um, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yep, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, it is. Dude. Yeah, no. Dude, come on. <laughs> That's yeah. comedy. Yeah. That's just you know, funny, you know, dude. Nobody says anything about that. But you know, but you know what it is, Ronnie Ray. It's funny because like we're we're artistic in comedy, so we appreciate that. But the two thousand one was because of this post nutty professor. The Dave Chappelle show is about to come out around that same time. So when you get famous, now we appreciate that work rather than the pre thing. Like, remember, he was doing specials on like like 10 minute sets, like from like 94 to 97. You know what I'm saying? Like little stand up clips. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he wasn't famous yet. You know what I'm saying? So it's very, it's, it's very, and that's why, like, even in my mic, I'll always tell the audience, I'm like, these comics are here working the material. You don't know who they'll be tomorrow. You got that so right. So the joke you might, you know, the joke you hear today, this person, man or woman, might use that joke on fucking Leno or on Comedy, not Leno, but, you know, on Comedy Central in like a year or two years. You'd be like, dang, he was working on that joke here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and You know, I know them stories. <laughs> right, right. right. Was, theaters, like he doing, he he performing at the United Center. Like, damn, like he was just right. on my show three years ago. That's right. the truth. That is not a joke either. It's like, damn, man, Woo. comedy mm -hmm. man, love it, dog. I love it. No, love it's yours it. for the taking, bro. You got it. What you right. put in, what you get out, dog. You cannot bullshit. No, it. it's, 
Right. And the thing is, there's no there's no cap in this because you could. What is your mind? You could. English is spoken in every time zone of the world. That's remember that. Oh, nice. English is spoken in every. You know what I'm saying? English is spoken in every time zone of the world, and and black culture hip hop is exported in every time zone. So you go. I'm seeing it right now with one of my like um, pages. Like I, I have a a page called Bantu Boys where it was my co- co- um, Congolese like page. So we do more like Congo African theme based art ever. The mm-hmm. fact that I'm American, I'm Americanized. You know they love it out there. There, England, Belgium, where all the Congolese people are in Canada, they love it. They love. They're like, oh man, this guy barely speaks. This guy was terrible. He's got this American accent, but they love it. You need to go out there and do a show, bro. No, that, and, and that's the thing. Like, there's so much, like, and it's all, and, but think about it, it's all because of comedy. Like, the root of everything is all comedy. The podcast, everything stems from the comedy. Comedy's one of the best things ever because once once something hits, you can always go back to that. Where it's like, nah, I'm going to still do 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Because it leads to other things. It's like the, all creativity for me. Oh, yeah. No, it's the greatest thing in the world. I, I always kind of knew that I was going to do it somehow. Didn't know uh-huh. what height it, it was going to be or whatever. I knew as a kid I always wanted to be Eddie Murphy. You know what I mean? Since I was like six, right, seven, right, when right, I first right. saw him on SNL. I was like, yo, I want to be like him. And my mother right. played into it. Like, I remember getting, like, the, the Comedian album. It was, like, Delirious on the album, though. The name of the album was mm. Comedian. I mm-hmm. bought that. I had, my mom asked what I wanted to give my uncle. I got him that album so I can listen to it. You know what I mean? So right, right, I, I knew right. every word to that when I was, like, eight years old. I still can right. recite that thing from beginning to end. So yeah, it's like those- I knew it was going to be some kind. And I, I hate it when people do jokes on stuff. Like, yeah, I really have. I really have a, um, a love for this. It's like it's, it's sickening in a sense because I hate when people like repeat another comics joke like somebody do a special or something and they don't do it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I watch yeah. the same thing. Y'all ain't do it right. And people are laughing. I'm like, I'm just fucking. I feel disrespected. You know what, hey, what I mean? Is, I, this is how much hey, I love comedy, man. <laughs> do this shit right if you're going to do it, bro. Hey, what did I say? I hate a rhyme. I hate a rhyme by this rhyme, right? Right. <laughs> I hate it, dude. Like, come on, man. Uh-uh. Oh, that shit irritate, Joe. Like, you know, like, stop. Right. I don't like, I, I can't be corny. I can't, right. I feel like I'm disrespecting the game if I'm corny. It's like I'm cheating the game if I'm out there being corny and silly, because that's not me. I'm not corny and silly. Like, you would get me right. acting on stage, I can be like, I laugh and stuff, but I ain't about to be just corny and doing stupid shit. Like, that's not me. Right, right. That's what somebody who got that. that. But then when they, when you ever had this shit, have uh, a relative that's funny too, and somebody yeah, say, yeah, yeah. "Hey, he should do it too." And but tell him to come on. I always say, "Come on." As soon as somebody says that shit, come on, dog. I got a stage for you, for real. Yeah, I got a right. stage for you. I give you five top. Come on, you you opening the show. I've seen that's that backfire so bad on some people, man. I, I damn near. I want. I'm laughing. But I'm hurt for them too, cause I know how I feel. But you asked for this shit, so don't disrespect the art, man. I love this art. Don't come yeah, here if you ain't ready, bro. I don't know no love, but I embrace anybody that tries. My favorite comic is every comic that goes on stage. Mm, well said. Ooh. I just started that two days ago, and I was like, if I ever get a chance to say it again, 
I'm gonna say it. And I just said it. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, Q&A, Ronnie Ray. We, me and Blake go sit here talking, talking comedy, man. That's pretty much all we talking about. Right now, man. Um, let's talk about um, loser comedy, man. So it's funny because, like, loser comedy was an acronym. Me, my sister, and my cousin Keenan, we started called that stood for Let Your Self Esteem Rise. So we're doing a bunch of sketches from, like, 2009 to about 2013, 14. And it's not, and we slowed down, not because of, like, any, like, group problems, anything like that. We had a series called Fee Helms where I play a rapper, and it's based around Felicia Fee Helms, this pop singer that is trying to get famous through the internet. And we're a part of a group called Helms, and we just fo- we've been focusing more on that the past three years. So it's like it's like loser comedy, but it's more so like let's focus on Fee because Fee is a series, and we have music. So we released the EP last year. We're releasing the mixtape next month. Album in November, the rap album with B Strokes and K Keys, and then Feewee's second album in January. And in the next three to four months, we're going to shoot the pilot. So it was just like, it's like, it's under the loser umbrella, but it's more so let's just focus on Feewee because, like, with sketches, we do feel like you need something long form. Like, you can do sketches or whatever, but you need something long form because I think we're at the stage where it's like, no, we want to pitch a show idea. Like, oh, no, we have a series, beginning, middle, and a premise. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And there's nothing wrong with sketches. Like, I'm, I'm I'm, still doing, I still do sketches on, like, with other people and stuff like that. But I think for, like, us, it's like, no, let's do something long form. You know what I mean? Like, right now, I'm in a, I'm the lead of this series called In the Meeting Room, where I play a president. It's like, um, it's like African Veep. Mm. So I, so I play like the corrupt president or whatever. That's like, oh man, I I don't want to do any work. I just want to just fuck my side bitches and just you know, <laughs> just um, take um take you know take the tax money from uh, uh the citizens. And I'm not really even qualified to be in this position. But my dad was the president. And I'm his first son, so I get it. You know what I'm saying? Completely unprofessional. There's a, I don't know. I, I heard of the, I heard of nations having leaders that do that, but that's neither here nor there, Roddy. Right? Oh but, wow. Okay. What's the name of that show again? <laughs> What's the name of that show again, man? <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, and it's fun too because you know you talk about you were talking about earlier about doing improv, and you know I did improv for three years at UCB, so like it's like a different form of creativity. Do I've done you know take acting classes, so it's like you get to do this full range, and I think you have to now, Ronnie Ray, like. It, everything's so competitive. Like, you know, you got to do stand-up, improv. You've now, you edit. I'm like, I'm past year and a half, I've had to edit my own stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting good at editing. Yeah, that's okay? next for like, me. <laughs> that's next for me, for real. Uh, I learned you know a lot of stuff from him. I, my brother can't do everything for me. so He does He does right. behind-the-scenes stuff for me, but, yeah, he has a lot on his plate. So um, pretty much have to learn to do yourself. But, yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's always on the team, though, so ain't nobody mad at that. My man Lon Mo. Right. He editing this. He gonna cut this part out because I'm talking about. No. <laughs> Love to do. He just <laughs> had a birthday. Just had a birthday month. So all good. Uh Q and A Ryan Ray, my man Blake Go. We saw on the show, man. Uh give me the bomb story. We're gonna go back to stand up for, for a second. I didn't get a chance to get that out. Give me that worst bomb, dog. Worst bomb. Oh, let me I'm trying to think. Okay, so I did this show in uh South Central LA at this 
this fun fact, is this building on Adams and like Western. It was the only black health insurance, black life insurance company, like in the like in the sixties or whatever. So every black person in LA, they can only get health insurance at this building or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So we performed there. There was a bunch of like people or whatever, and I think I. I, it was funny because the headliner was Henry Coleman. Of course, Henry Coleman like smashed that ever, right? But I was like the second act, and I remember telling a joke about ninjas, and there was nobody was laughing. And let me say something: we all know the hardest crowd is black people because black people like you got to bring it, you got to be. And they, but black people get you tough. Black people like black audiences, they get you right, right? Like you got to work on the punchline, your premise, your commitment, story, whatever, right? Right. So. I remember I was up there on stage. I don't know why I was talking about ninjas or whatever, but they were treating me good. They weren't, they were, they, they, they just weren't saying nothing. They weren't like, <laughs> just saying nothing. And there was this one, I don't know, this one gangbanging nigga in the crowd, right? And I remember I was doing my act. I don't know why I looked at it, right? So I did a, this nigga was like, it's funny, he wasn't loud, but because it was so quiet, you could hear him. He said, man, get this corny ass nigga off stage, nigga. Let me, Ronnie, let me tell you something, boy. You want to talk about a nigga seeing a nigga's balls drop? Like, no confidence in it? Uh, I was like, oh, man, you guys have been great. My name is Jean-Jacques. Right? <laughs> give him a real name. Fuck that. My name is Jean-Jacques. I was out of there, boy. Oh, man, that shit was, that shit was great, man. And it's funny because after the bomb, you're just like, that's it. Because I can go on a, I went on a, I went to an open mic. It was like from 8 to 10. I went to an open mic right after that at 1130. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, how great is that? Even when you fail, you can always recoup. Right. You can say quickly. You know what I mean? It's up to you to recoup, though. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be like, all right, I, right. I got to right. do it again. Because I, I remember right. doing, when I was telling you about doing all those shows in a row, I did 100 in 100 days. So I remember that. And I had the list. I remember having a list, and I graded all the shows. Um, mm. One show was like a F. It was one show was the F and the next show was an A. I looked on it; it was the same night. Mm. Hey, you know what's funny, Ronnie Ray? I I didn't tell you this earlier, but I still do that. So what? What you? You know how? And that's that's who I, I got it for me. I have you know I have all the last three years, no two and a half years. I have all my shows listed on my phone. Open oh, bike send shows. Yeah, I, I didn't. I haven't put the grade in a long time, but I got all the shows on there. No, no, no. Cause yeah, I remember. I, I, I remember you were doing the grade, but I was like, well, I'll just list it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I remember you did it, and I was like, okay, I, I'm doing that. So, like, on my phone, like, some of my comedy buddies would be like, oh, you're writing a tag. I was like, no, I'm listing the show. I did the shows and mics I did to that. So, if I did three, you like, October 15th, this show, this show, this show, this mic, all listed on my phone. It's crazy. You start building it, like, wow, this is really growing. Yeah. Yep. You, you look back, I mean? like, damn, because I did that. You know, I did all that shit. Right. And I don't even do as many shows as I used to now. But uh-huh. the ones I do is like, okay, you probably like about, I probably average like about seven to eight times on stage a month. But good. it's paid though, you know what I'm saying? So so I get right. these are front of people. These are not just comics. This is not Marty's. This is not the okay. ha-ha. Right. These are people who paid money to come and see this shit. So, um, yeah, so I just measured, I graded it from there. I just look at it. I just check it that I did it and. You know, but I haven't graded. I'm going to start grading it again. I'm probably going to go on live after every show and, and grade the show. Oh, that's, hey, that's that's great. I'm thinking for myself, what I'm trying, thinking about in 2020, like, to challenge myself with, because I'm going to have a, I have a lot of stages that I can hit consistently in shows I'm running, producing. 
I'm like, every month I want to have new, do a new 10 minutes and I want to put like clips up a month for my stand up up. Wow. So, I mean, that would be, you, you know what I mean? Good way. Are you going to uh, ever do an album, bro? No, I think I will. I, I want to do an album maybe in maybe 2021, 2022. Mm. Like, if I can. Okay, because like right now, this past year, I have two shows I produce, right? But I'm now starting in October, I'm going to have two shows and two other mics. So I'm like, all right, well, let me just kid, let me, let me work that out. And I'm going to try to figure out like when I'm going to produce it, build a fan base, get more emails, you know what I'm saying? Invite them to like, maybe I do a weekend of like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, take the best tape. Because, you know, now we know the game where it's like, you know, it doesn't cost that much to rent um, top-tier cameras, get rent a, rent a place. You know, you start to build relationship with places like where we shoot our, where we have our open mic on Fridays, the owner's more than willing to let me shoot a special there. We like, well, she's giving us a super Saturday show where we're going to have like the city of Inglewood, a part of it, vendors, all the like black, um, black vendors come in, all sort of stuff. So if I wanted to do a show there, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to shoot my special here Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. And, you know, she'll give me a discount to pay it. You know what I'm saying? I can, I got my cameraman ready. Like, hey, yeah. Because, you know, special what is like 45 minutes, an hour. I can go there, work out my hour. You know what I'm saying? Put it together. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Especially now, you know, we have the streaming. Like, I think in the next year, year and a half, I think my fan base will grow. You know what I mean? All the stuff that we're doing, fan base grow. You know, and that's the thing, Ron Ray. You know, you have this comedy album. If I can get it to Lord Will, and if I can have a hundred thousand people that love me at three dollars, if I even charge, even charge it, you know, I'm sorry, sorry, uh, fans, but if I charge just five dollars for my special, yep. and a hundred thousand people bought it, yeah, I mean, you do the math. Oh know yeah, what I know. I saw what Tony did. <laughs> he put his special yeah. up for seven bucks. Like he self-produced. Nobody did that. You know, right? I mean, he got a million people, so I don't know. I don't. I don't think he got a million dollars, but still, like. That's smart. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? That's smart. Like we, and I think what happened to us, stand-up and internet comics post 2011, we finally decided to think like rappers because rappers are the most, you know, rappers and pimps and gang members. Them niggas are the most. They they they're business savvy. You know, we say grind and hustle, but you know, we all know too short and and niggas and shit. Like niggas and rappers in Chicago, pimps and. Atlanta be like West Coast like no I'm selling my CD out of my trunk. Those are points of distribution. If a dude sells five hundred thousand tapes out of his trunk after two years and it's five and he only sells you for five dollars, you're laughing at him. But nigga, you're the one working an hourly job. Yep. You say it. There you go. So like, you know what I mean? And then you know the fact with us like we've been doing it so long and all these relationships. After you do one comedy album. You'd be like, all right, in two years, I'm going to do the second comedy album to a bigger fan base. Because now you have, you've given people something tangible. They're like, no, I like this, dude. Let's do a comedy album. Even if it's from 30 minutes to an hour, you give, even if it's a 30-minute album, I'm going to charge people for four ninety nine. It's only 30 minutes. Yeah, I did. Um, I got EPs out, dog. <laughs> I got EPs wow, out. Ten minutes long, both, all three uh, of them. I did a series of right. them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Because I'm even thinking... After next, because like right now, I'm, I'm of course it's comedy, but I have like the music that we're doing. Like I think the mixtape, the album, and then um, the rap album, and my sister's album. And I'm working on another um, rap album, art up, and I was just like, all right, we'll release that in March. In March, I'll have like five 
actual music albums where it's like, oh, well, if you don't like the music, well, get ready. The comedy's going to come out. If you like the comedy, here's like, like I'm just exploring my talent and I'm confident in my talent. Right. Yeah. They're saying like, it's no, like uh, there's, there's, there's no reason for us not to be putting out content. We have so much talent and so much stuff to, you can do it long enough, Ronnie, right? Too long. <laughs> long yeah, ass said, time, dog. There's no uh, say, and then in ten years it'd be like I'm doing it too long. It's like yeah, you said that ten years ago. <laughs> yep, yep. There's an old man in the club now. That's an old dude and shit. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, but, but but think but think about all that content you will produce. I just think about like the next five to ten years that you'll be able to produce that's tangible. You know what I mean? Oh, I you got I got something clothes. for the world. I got something for the world coming up by the end of the year. It's um, oh, man, it's something. It's my passion, passion project in a sense. It's gonna, it's something nobody's ever done. And when it comes out, I'll Ooh. let you know. I'm not gonna say anything now, but it's gonna be. Oh man, it's gonna be great. Ronnie Ray, let us know and send it to us so we can share it and tag and whatever and repost and let people know about it because that's. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Let me get it together first. This is like thought of like Monday. Come on, <laughs> so it's like it's Thursday now. Come on, Ronnie. I'm, I'm hyping you up. You're not even ready. Come on. I'm ready, dog. I'm ready, dog. I win, <laughs> dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Q&A, Ronnie Ray. We're here, man. We're near the end of this interview. This my, Me and my brother yes, have been sir. talking for a long time. A uh, couple of more questions, though. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, any advice for somebody trying to get into this? Um. Oh, all right. Any advice? Okay. Uh, Take care of your base economically, like in a sense of life. Make sure you have a stable job when you start where you can eat, like so you can work 8 to 4, 9 to 5, or nine, or 7.30 to 4, Monday through Friday. So when you get off of work, you could still do comedy from, let's say, 5 to 9, 4 to 5 times a week. Um Plus, comedy is like bodybuilding. It's a muscle. You have to constantly work it out. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not saying you have to do it seven days a week because the best comedy comes from life experience, right? Like, I know, I learned this from you, Ronnie Ray. I remember when you were in L.A., you were like, I don't do comedy. I think, was this, um, I think it was Friday and Saturday, right? You're like, Friday and Saturday, you're normal, unless you have a big show. But then right. you're like, yeah, you're not, you remember that. Damn. Yeah, 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 I remember. I remember you saying that because you're like, no, you got to be a normal person because that's where you get comedy and just get just live, right? Right. Because it is because comedy is a career. Like you, you know, people don't realize that to be a there's really great comics that we don't even do 35 hours of stand up a week. You know, an average person works 40 hours a week, so we're fortunate. Where you, if you can do 20 minutes a night, you can really grow, right? But don't be too consumed with it, where because there's an aura in stand-up because anybody can get into a club. Like, literally, anybody can walk into a club. So you're going to get different energy of a guy that's depressed, a guy that's a hater, woman, whatever, right? So right. keep that sanity of you being normal where it's like, oh, no, I like go listen. I like listening to music. I'm going to go to the beach. That, that life experience helps out your comedy. And um, just and have a plan and don't be afraid of expressing. I would even say this. If you're starting off, Watch as much comedy. So do the comedy. Watch co as much comedy as you can, right? Because that's how you grow, too. Because you'll see, like, for example, I have a joke where I talk about, like, me and my cousin used to, we used to sell 
stuff in high school or whatever. We used to go candy in high school. I know what y'all saw. Right, right. You're hilarious, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it wasn't drugs, people. <laughs> right, exactly. It but wasn't drugs. <laughs> right. And, um, uh, I saw another comic, touring comic, this lady. She talked about not the same joke, but she talked about a joke with her and husband. And it was a story how she told it. I was like, okay, I need to be that detailed, like that specific with, oh, she talked about, the color of the corner. I need to do the same thing because it paints the picture for the audience. Yes. So as much as it is you stand up, you got to watch people that have been doing it so you can cut the fat in your journey. Right. You said, right? Right. And then uh, there's nothing wrong if you have the money. I feel there's nothing wrong with you. Be like, hey, let me take a stand-up class. Let me take an acting class. Let me do an improv class because you're getting into a world of creativity. You're going to hear people talk about abortion. You're going to hear people talk about religion. You're going to hear people talk about race. You cannot be fucking sensitive. Because in comedy, anything goes. And thank this PC shit. In comedy, it's still the world where I can get get up there on stage. and I can. Be, I mean, there's still rules, but you got to be, of course, the rules be funny. But there's still rules where there might be somebody that might be in a, a mic working out material and might be like, I don't believe in God. And if you're conservative and believe in God, you can't be mad at them. That's, their, that's a freedom of speech. You gotta, you, you know, gotta, not, you gotta be able to express yourself, man. I'm not gonna front, right? I, like bringing my girls to the girl, to, girlfriend, the girl I'm dating to the show or some shit. It's like, it, you know, you you there and you you want to be free on stage. You should, should be able to say what you want, and right? But this right. was years ago, and a uh, girl in the front like, you just got your titties out in the front like that. You know what I mean? Don't worry about. It. I jump in like if the show get too good, I just jump in. You see my legs swinging and shit. She get mad at that. Right. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, you got to let me be me, man. Like, you can't trip. This is an act. Right. This is a fucking act. Exactly. Like, you cannot fucking trip. You got to let the artist be the artist. If right. I ain't out there, like, you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> like slapping them in the face with my shit, you know what I'm saying, like that, it, right. you shouldn't worry about anything. Right. And, 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 and that's the thing. Like, it's an art form. We're, we're creative. We, like, they say something like, I think, um, Everyday people only use the left side of their brain. I think artists use the right side of our brain. You know what I'm saying? Like me, like I'll laugh at my own funeral. Wow. Like my soul will look at my my body in the casket. Like you died like that. You're so weak. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like <laughs> we will always find something funny because that's just how we're we're we're, we're thought. Like you, it's funny. Like like we're it's 2019, but I guarantee you, in, in 1999, there was something that was funny to you. But the average person was just like, I wouldn't have never thought about that. Like, it's in you. You just work. You're just a comic, and you work every day to hone the craft, but it's something in you. So I would tell them that, like, and also don't don't set this, don't don't set a date. Like, you know how these come to, like, all right, because I know, like, I'm around actors. Okay, in five years, I need to be the lead of a series, and I need to have this movie. No, 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 no. You can't do that because you'll kill yourself. You know what I'm Mm. Like you, you will, you will kill yourself because unless you're going to produce your own content or you have big relationships on top, you don't know where it can land you. Because I know a comic that started comedy with us, and he came to my mic last Friday, and he was like, "Oh, uh, my writing just led me, and now I write for TV shows." But he started stand up, but now that he's established as a writer, he can get back into stand up because writing is paying his bills. He's high, he's a successful writer. 
He's writing for like BT, all these shows. So you never know what could happen. You could do stand up and like you can be like, you know what, I actually like improv. Let me do more improv. You know what I'm saying? Like I do stand up time to time, but I like improv. You never know. I would say don't be closed minded because you don't know what can lead you. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, but if you love, like, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but if you like, you love stand up, understand it is a journey. Look, like, do your research. Like, the people that want to do it, do your research on stand up. You know, we love Dave. I think Dave was at a club at 14. All right. And he was at a club at what, like 10? No, well, 15, 16. Okay, 15. What is that, 10th grade? Yeah, first time on stage 15? at 14, right? Yep. yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? What is that, 15, 10th grade? Okay, so don't compare yourself to them, especially. If you're starting, you're starting late. This is the this takes a while. I, I say, I'm not not the same, not the cut you, but I like, remember you saying, um, no. like don't have, don't don't um try to like put a date out there. Yeah, I agree no. and I disagree at the same time. I think you, especially from coming from out of town and live there, right. and it's like this is this is beyond stand up. This is just anything in entertainment. I right. think you should always remember why you're there. Right, because right, time right. will. Okay, if you don't that. remember why you're doing, I, that that makes sense because that's that was my mindset too. But then I look back and like I missed some years because I wasn't doing what the fuck I came out here to do. I forgot right. why I was here. Always remember right. why you're doing it. That's what I. That's my Ooh. advice to them. Like just remember why you're doing it. That's, as soon as somebody tell me they moving to L.A. from here, like oh yeah, okay man, well just don't forget why you're there. What do you mean, like dude? You get caught up, you fuck around and fall in love and shit. You know, you go out yeah. there to be this. Like, go out there and be that. No, and you know what? And you and you absolutely right. Like, oh, like, yeah. Don't fall in that. Don't worry. Don't fall into that nonsense shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think falling in love is nonsense. But like you said, remember why you're here. Why are you doing this? Like, it, it is funny. Even when I said when you have goals, I'm not saying like, oh, I want to be on a television show by the end of the year. No, keep that as a goal. But if it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. You know what I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I did when I first left. I say this shit on no. the show before. If you didn't listen to it, they didn't know what I'm about to say. I said uh, this. I think I probably said this like four times this season. When I got into show business in '97, uh-huh. I said I will um, be in a movie produced by Paramount Pictures. I will work uh-huh. with John Landis. I will be on a series within five years. TV series within five years, and it was something else. But then the last one, I know the last one was, I'm going to meet the girl from LL Cool J's lounging video. Ooh, you're hilarious. I put it up in the universe. No, this is what happened. The first audition I ever had in my life, I landed, Uh and it will say the last dance. Paramount Pictures produced that shit. What was the second one? Um, We did... 07, I was there. Um, what year was that? I think it was 05. Yeah, the fifth year. Um, uh, we won. We did improv all the time. Me and my buddies, Nations of Improv, did improv all the time. And we, right. and they had a, these guys we did improv with had the opportunity to do this sketch thing for this contest for like five grand. And all the sketches were directed by John Landis, who directed Coming to America and Animal House. So wow. I got a chance to work with him. What was the other one? Oh, I got on Playboy TV. Did this show called Kanoka Park. This show was produced at Playboy. It was about, it's like The Office, but it was in the um, porn studio. Mm-hmm. I was the security guard on the show. 
I was a comic relief guy, and this show was supposed to go to Showtime or whatever, but it didn't go to season two. But I got on the whole series. It was 13 episodes. And wow. the girl from the – so I I got a – I'm at the ha-ha, and somebody called me like, can you get over to um, East Chicago? I mean, I said East Chicago, East, um, East L.A. to do this show. And I'm like, okay. So I got over there, and I'm thinking my man LJ was on the show. And it was a benefit show. For somebody right. with cancer. It was the girl from the video. Right. She had the cancer. Wow. The same girl. Wow. And she kissed me on the cheek. So I said what I wanted, but I didn't say exactly what I wanted. But I got what I wanted because I put it out there. And the power, you know what I say? The power of the tongue in your spirit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think, like, People that come out here or people that are out here doing it, you know, I mean, be true to your heart. You know what I'm saying? And if I want to do this and do that and take advantage of those opportunities. There's people that are starving for those opportunities. Oh, yeah. They don't get those. Yeah, I, 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 I was cocky. Like, I ain't like, all right, man, this shit coming easy. Like, my first audition and I land this shit, mm-hmm. like, you couldn't tell me nothing. Like, just keep, right. just, just keep it going. Just do what you do. It's going to happen. No, you got to you gotta press a little bit, too. You just, just ain't going to be able to coast all the time. You're going to have to walk no, against right. the wind, you know? But wow, yeah, man. Um, good advice, bro. That was some good shit. Uh, one more. We're gonna keep going. I got two more questions. Two more then. Fuck it. No, go two on, more, go man. On, yeah. All right, we on that advice tip right now. If you can go back right now, I ask everybody this question too. If you can go back right now, at the age you are now, go uh-huh. back and talk to your thirteen-year-old self. What advice do you give your thirteen-year-old self? And don't quit. Don't quit. You are good enough. Believe in yourself. Just continue. Just continue to fight. Don't quit in anything. Wow. It's funny because one of the things, Honey Ray, I, uh, always, I was always allowed, and I developed a bad habit of quitting. So mm. when stuff gets hard, I'll quit because I'm I'm smart. So when something happens, like if something doesn't happen, happen, I'm smart. You know that you're talking about the arrogance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I went back to school. And I got those masters. My mentor, this lady was like Suge Knight. And she was like, see, you get away with a lot of shit because you're smart. This shit ain't going to work with me. And I was like, damn, who is this lady? Like, she knew me. You know what I mean? Because I, I was always allowed to quit. Because, you know, like in comedy, you can quit. What's the repercussion? Right. One less comic at Marty's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? So, like. That's what I told my 13-year-old self. And I can look back at just times like basketball. Just stop. I just stopped playing. I stopped playing basketball at 17. I think you're 17. Why'd you stop? Wow. I stopped at 27. You did? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why'd you stop at 17? That's crazy. That's, that's ridiculous. You have potential. Like, why'd you stop? Got to keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Wow. That's what de- de- develops your character. Yes. That's why, like, now, that's why, like, even now, I'm so tough and so mentally happy like you know Tequila Love right? Yes I do she's from Chicago season well, 2 okay, right. season yeah, 2 yeah, Q&A yeah, and yeah. Ronnie Ray she was on here already oh okay cool but I love Tequila right Tequila saw me when I started to come back like two three years ago Tequila was like you want to be on my show Blake I'm so happy to see you I was like yeah I think I'm ready like I could I did her show great show that but then I, I was I saw her like three weeks ago and she was like yo you have a different energy I said I'm in control I'm not quitting 
I know when there was times this past three years where it got hard, right. I would have quit. And I was like, no, I'm not going to quit. Just keep going. Go to that show. Go perform. And then when you get through it, you're like, oh, that's it? Oh, come on, man. There's people that are starving in the world. There's niggas that are getting killed. You know what I mean? Like, what's that perspective? Right. You know what I mean? So that's what I tell myself. Like, just, just keep fighting, man. You good. You're good enough. Nice. Isn't that crazy, Ronnie Ray? You realize, like, hey, I'm good enough. You got to have it, man. Like, you just got to right. have that attitude, man. Wow. Right. Okay. Last question yes, the other day. We're already past the hour point. It's okay. Um, yes, sir. I think, uh, who, who had me on for an hour and a half? Somebody had me on for an hour oh, and a half. I got to go back and look that one up. But it was all fun. <laughs> Everybody's been good, so I'm not tripping. Yeah, we just talk yeah. longer <laughs> than everybody else. I'm trying yeah. to cut it an hour. Uh, uh, when you're finished... The question is, is yes, when sir. you're done with your career and you've done everything you had to do and you got everything you wanted, and you're like, you yes. know what, I can lead a game. And it's in comedy. And you want to lead a game right. in comedy. And you're older cat now. And you're riding past yes. the store, the comedy store, the improv, the ha-ha, improv, whatever, you know, Ice House, whatever those clubs are out there. Love all those stages, too. And you see a bunch of comics standing outside in a circle because there's always a comedy cypher, cypher somewhere. They sit around right. talking about nothing. But then they talk about other comics. Your name comes up in the conversation. What would you like for them to say about you? Um, good. He had, like, funny. First thing, you know, you want to be like, man, that dude's funny. Um, but when I met him, he was cool. He was giving me game. When I didn't even ask him for it, he was just asking me questions. He just was just like, Blake was just like, oh, so what are you doing? Like, how's your comedy career going? And then you should try this. Like, he was, he told me to go to this, go to this spot, send this tape here, um, go to this spot. Um, he watched my comedy. He was giving me some tips. Hopefully, if there's a comic that, hopefully at that time, I'm an older cat, if I don't have an established place, I have a relationship with a place that gives up-and-coming comics opportunity. Where I can be like, oh no, he referred me, or whatever, to this place. He tried. He was he was looking out. Or at hopefully at that time, if I don't have a comedy spot, I have a full on production company. Where he was like, nah, the dude saw him and he was like, man, well, I don't know if you fit this role, but I like this style. At least do background for me. At least be in the environment. Let right. a nigga make three hundred dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, it's more you know money I mean? by then. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like at least, at least that. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, that dude just had me on background, just being cool. No role for me, but he was like, no, just come. Yeah. Wow. Nice, nice man. Uh, That's it. <laughs> That's yeah. No, no, because it's like no, and it's uh, I, and I hope they're also saying like, oh, he helped this comic out, that comic out, this comic out, because you know. When you say like when you're done, it's like everybody has the juice. What the juice is out, you just got to help other people. Yep. It happens to everybody. It, every, it happens to everybody. You gotta, everybody. you gotta help. I, I, I'm just not a selfish person. People are asking me now, like, why are you, why are you doing the show when you just hosting? You're not really doing your act. You, you giving other comic shots, man. Right. And not right. even knowing that, not even knowing what blessings coming back to you. You just doing it because I've been those comics. I've been those guys. Why not give them the spot? I produce the mm-hmm. show. They come out and they rock it. Scipio, my man Jeremy Scipio and Willie Mack are going to be here at the end of the month. It's going to be great. 
They come. They done. They been here. They was here in February. Did another show. But now they gonna do. Um, I'm like, I got them the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's incredible. And why am I doing it? Cause they want to come. And right. I know they deserve. They're like, yo, I can get that dog. Just book me. You can. I, you can get here. I'm booking you. Then you got this date, that date. Right. And man. And then. <laughs> You and got the power, Joe. I just one thing about me with that, I, I dig it. I never some Willie Mac posed that question back to me when I asked him on the other episode, and mm-hmm. I didn't say that. But that's what the heart is, though. What you said is exactly how I feel. Like you want to give, if you see somebody that's dope, you gotta put them up. Like you gotta put them up, man. And if they want to get up, let them get up, and it's it's up to them to fuck it up. But they right. want to get up, you get up there and you do your shit. I'm telling you, dude, how long I've been doing this shit? <laughs> I go to spots, they be like, oh, man, we don't know you, or you got to come and be do two minutes here. But fuck, I ain't, right. I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even taking a second breath at two minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, are you serious? I'm going to stand there and just watch y'all then. I'm not going to even say shit if I'm going to be up there two minutes. Right. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm able to get my own shit. So if I get my own shit, I'm going to have to treat people like I want to be treated, like my grandmother and my mom taught me. So if a comic right. come to me and say they want to get up, hey, when can you get up? When you want to go? I got right. some dude doing a show next month, and he's like, um, uh, you need a tape? Nope. You say you was funny? Yeah, well, you come do the show. Right. Now, right. if you if you're up there, I give you 10 minutes, and you don't finish it, I'm going to pull your ass back up there to do the 10 minutes, though. You asked for this shit. You know right, what I'm right, right. But <laughs> if you do it and you kill and it's what you want to do, hey man, you're welcome. Right. Move on and, and come back if you like, want to. You know you don't have to come back. You just probably want to bust that comedy nut and be gone. Right, and it's so weird because like that type of professionalism, comics. It's just sad because a lot of comics don't. Excuse me, a lot of comics are don't deal with that. They don't get it. So when they see, like, yo, that dude's cool. Like, I know, I didn't even know Reggie Jr. was at Westside. I said, Reggie, you at Westside doing improv? I said, yeah. I said, I'll run a show. I said, Reggie, man, I'm going to give you a date. Reggie's like, you need a tape? I said, Reggie, what are we talking about? I'm just going to find I'm gonna find you a date. Don't disrespect me. You know what I'm saying? Give me 10 minutes. You can get up there. You just, you just make, you, you make my show look dope. Don't, don't play, play me, nigga. Man, he better not talk about you coming to Chicago and I need a tape. Man, I will. Right. <laughs> I kick Reggie. I kick Reggie in the face at baggage claim. The fuck right. are you talking and, about, and man? Thing, Come on. And here's the thing with some of these you we know comics that have been putting in work for years. So I'm like, no, just just get your here's your time, man, on a on a good stage, good crowd. Like for me, on my shows, I'm just like, I just want the comics to just worry about doing comedy. Let me worry about everything else. Let me try to do the promo as much as I can, try to let people know, tag you, post. Hey, he's gonna be on this show. I just need you to just be dope. Cause that yeah. makes my show though. Yeah. yeah. I don't send, I mean, when I book people, I don't send a thousand emails. Okay, get there 15 minutes before showtime and, and make sure you're wearing a, a college shirt and shit. I, I don't care. Get your ass there. It's a professional thing. You know the date? Get your ass to the spot. You don't come? Wait, did you say college shirt? No, you know, you don't stand by on the plane and wear a college shirt and you can't get on unless you got a college <laughs> Well, I don't care what you wear. If you just come out and rock that bitch, just be ready to rock it. That's oh, it. This is comedy, man. Fuck yeah. it, man. That's it, bro. God damn it. Oh man, yeah. Blanco, man. Appreciate you, man. God damn it. We... No, I appreciate you too, Ronnie.
We done Thank went you, all man. off the pages, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a cool combo. They were like, these motherfuckers was talking, boy. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We know each other well. 10 plus? So, yeah, 10 plus 10 years. 10 plus, yes, sir. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, your sister, man. I, we'll get your sister on the show, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, get in touch with her. Yeah, she'd be a great guest. Yeah. Alicia? Uh-huh. Oh, good, yeah, man. Oh, man. Give, <laughs> give everybody your um your handle and stuff while you're on social media and stuff like that. All right. So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Baleko Wisa, so B-I-L-E-K-O-A-Z-I-Z-A-W-I-S-S-A. I also have a podcast, which when Rodney Ray comes to L.A., he'll be on, called What's the Hook Podcast. Um, pretty much uh, how it's spelled, What's the Hook Podcast. Um, we're on, on YouTube, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. And then, like I was saying earlier about being Congo, I have my Congolese page. We're starting with Congo right now, but we're going to go to African diaspora. Like, we're going to do a black people in Compton, black people in Harlem, black people in Jamaica, the islands, South America, and stuff like that called the Bantu Boys. B-A-N-T-U space B-O-Y-Z. Um, that's Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, um, Twitter, Facebook. And then I have my monthly show at Westside Comedy Theater called The Takeover. Um, it's the last Saturday of every month in Santa Monica. Really dope so- show. Hosted with my brother, JD. Um, really dope comics. When Ryan Reed come out to L.A., you already know. If you're there the last Saturday of the month, I get you on until I have – I'm well, me and the Boston Boys working on another spot to try to get um, a weekly show or at least a monthly show. So by the time you come out here, you can come to either one. But those are all my handles. So if you follow me, Baleko, you'll be able to go to all the other handles. Oh, and my last thing, my music page, Fee Helms Music, F-E-E-W-E-E-H-E-L-M-S-M-U-S-I-C, Fee Helms Music, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. That's where you find um, the series and my rap uh I rap stuff. Um, I'm my name is B Stroke. So yeah, just follow and support, and just watch us in this journey. Right on, man. And find me. You know me. Uh, Instagram. Uh, comedian Ronnie Ray. Uh, Ronnie Ray TV on YouTube. Get that. And if you missed all that, go to the website www.ronnieraycomedian.com. Uh, excuse yes, me, Ronnie Ray. Season four, man. Thank you, man. Thanks again, man. And uh, remember, kids, it's twenty four hours in a day. What you do with it is what sets you apart. God bless you. I'll holler at you next time. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for listening. Please leave a comment and check out the five-star review. Man, put that five-star on there. It sounds good. Y'all can do that. Y'all, y'all enjoyed yourself for pass out, right? Please do. Five-star Q&A Ronnie Ray. Just the radio network. We killing it right now. Here we all in the building. Get to your speakers. Yeah, yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.